One, One, two, two, three. three. Hi, Steph. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Cancer for Breakfast, everybody. Welcome, welcome. And happy birthday to us. Surprise. Today is our one-year birthday of a podcast. That's right. It's crazy. We've been beating this old dead horse for a whole year. So we, Steph and I, just came up with a concept um, about three minutes ago. We're really rolling with this. We are. Um, We are going to give our dear, dear producer, Nathan, a break. It's his birthday present. Yeah. He has worked so hard for the podcast and we just love him so much. And so we've decided we are going to just roll today no edits you can hear this is how the sausage is made you're gonna (laughs) if i cough that cough is staying in that's right all the sniffs all the side conversations (laughs) (laughs) yeah so bear with us and also the benefit of that is we could actually put this out today instead of having to wait a few days to edit and go through and all of that stuff like This is this morning. If you're listening to this, this is today. That's right. It's like a surprise party. Sometimes they're a little awkward. Yeah. And if you don't love us at our unedited, then you don't deserve us at our edited. Edited. (laughs) Shit. Nathan, take that out. (laughs) So, yeah, Um, we've been at this for a whole ding dang year, Amy. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us, too. I kind of want to reflect a little bit on some of the stuff and like we're not going to be too um i don't know we try not to like talk about ourselves too much and be too self um indulgent i guess so we'll, yeah. we will still be careful about that but but i do think that this is a good excuse to kind of recognize um our community and what has been built and everything we've worked gone hard down. i think it's okay it's okay to to toot our own horns just a little tiny bit. I mean, sure, I'm doing something. Except I lost my. Oh, there it is. See, see, this is this is what it <laughs> normally sounds like. It's true. I'm sorry. Watch, I'm doing something. This is what I'm doing. Look, now here's our theme song. See, Nathan doesn't have to put it in. Welcome to Cancer for Breakfast with Amy. Can <laughs> you hear that? I'm Amy. Yes. And I'm Steph. Let's talk over it like a director's cut. This song oh. was written by our friend Chelsea, who introduced us. It's How about true. that? The, She's an amazing video. musician. She's um, cancer for breakfast, safe and, and if you've never actually visited the link to her band camp that's in all of our show notes, I hope that you do that today. Yeah, and you could hear the entire song in its entirety, too. And right. other songs. Yeah, she's incredible. She's a dream come true. Maybe for our our. Let's say Christmas present. Our one-year Christmas present. We could actually put that entire song on at the end. Ooh, that's upload. a good idea. That's a good idea. Let's do it. If she'll let us. Yeah, she'll allow course. it. If she'll allow it. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Is this a terrible idea? No, I think, uh, Amy, we've committed. You can't back out now. You simply I mean, cannot. I will not allow it. 
Okay, Jesus. All right. Fine. She does this. She does this do every this. episode. I do this multiple times. I know. I do. But normally you say, okay, fine. It's true, but not today. Not today. We're not right. deleting it today. So we've done this for a year now. Mm-hmm. Amy, what have you learned? Okay. Well, I was thinking about this, actually. Um, okay. Now Steph's frozen. Okay. Oh. Now you're done. Okay. <laughs> I hate myself right now, but I'm powering through. Um, I will say those early episodes, if you, I don't know, I, I have not listened to them in so, so long, but I do recall I was a very, um, I don't know, I hate to say the word triggered, but that's the word I guess we used back then. But like, yeah. I was still very, very tender about a lot of things that I am not tender about anymore. I am still very affected. I don't want to say that I'm, I don't care or anything, but my ability to talk about hard things and be present and um, face things surrounding cancer is, it has grown so much. And it's because of the podcast and our community. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, we have so many people that have such varying types of cancer, such varying uh, stages or points in their treatment or points in their um, post-treatment or in their prognosis, prognoses, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And I think by welcoming all of these people into my life, it's made it so that I just see everybody as a separate person with separate things happening to them. And it doesn't have to be about me and my fear about what's going to happen to me or what's not going to happen to me. You know, like that still exists, but it can be actually compartmentalized where before I couldn't compartmentalize it. I just was like, yep. Somebody on the radio said someone died of cancer. Now my whole day's <laughs> fucked, you know, and now I'm like, yeah. oh, that sounds awful for that person, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's such an interesting point, because when you can see a real person mm-hmm. in your community and talk to that person and have a relationship with that person and they have a really scary medical situation happening, mm-hmm. That medical situation just becomes a facet of their Mm -hmm. life. It's not their entire identity. And you get to be with them through all of the medical bullshit. But you also get to be with them when they're like, oh, my kids are so annoying today. Or like, I'm moving and I'm so excited to move into this new house. Or like, look at this cool new bedspread I just bought or whatever, you know. Right. It's um, it's been such a. boon to me also in the exact same way I see people with such varying experiences Mm -hmm. and what they bring to my life and to our community just is immeasurable Mm -hmm. and I have loved seeing you get less triggered you know like Mm -hmm. I feel like I have seen you I mean, you were all already like super, super strong and super willing to put yourself out there. You are still always putting yourself on the line for anybody who needs to be sort of shepherded through those early mm-hmm. days of a cancer diagnosis. 
But I've seen you grow so much and so much stronger and be so much more confident in your own ability to talk about cancer and your own um, intelligence and emotional intelligence around all of this stuff. And it's just been such a gift to me to see how you show up for our community. Hmm. You're great. I just love it. I love to see it. Nathan really edited that out. Fuck off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I still don't know how to take a compliment. So maybe next year. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, There's other stuff I do want to talk about, about what this whole year has meant to me and the podcast and the community. But I want to hear your response to that question as well. I started out the podcast in a way that I do a lot of things, a lot of creative pursuits of mine, a sort of like a distraction technique. Mm. I like to throw myself into something as a way to take control of it. And I also look back, I try to actually not to listen to those early episodes because I, I don't, um, I mean, it's not like I listen to any of our episodes really, except for once through to make sure everything's fine. But, um, those early episodes, I, hear such a different version of myself that was overcompensating in so many ways. Hmm. Um, and still so, so scared and so, um, sort of trepidatious about my place in the cancer community. I really didn't want to seem like I was an authority of any kind, you know, or see, seem like I thought I was right. Um, and now I feel so much more comfortable being exactly what I am, you know, which mm-hmm. is just like some dumbass with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who is well informed, even though you shouldn't have to be, but yeah. you are. <laughs> You're great at sharing it. And I I just I feel so much more comfortable with my place in the sort of ecosystem right. of the cancer community. And like I am still scared shitless a lot of the time. And I wish, you know, we hadn't been through so many deaths in our community over the Mm -hmm. last year and stuff, but I have been shown that all of that shit's going to happen and it's going to be scary and traumatic. And as a group, as a cancer community, we are all stronger together for having to deal with that stuff. And um, that's been a really cool thing that I've learned that the cancer community is so capable of taking care of its own and um, is really just an essential resource for cancer people. Absolutely. One thing, Steph, oh my God, now my dog's going to bark. And you just <laughs> said we weren't getting this edited. Um, <laughs> I do want to say one thing that I think that is so unique about the podcast and our dynamic and everything is your just ability to put things into words in such a... I mean, you're a writer. You're like, you've written crazy books that she's like a <laughs> ghostwriter. So I can't legally tell you because she hasn't legally told me, but you've written some like stuff. All right. That's true. Um, <clears throat> and I just think your lightness and humor mixed with your ability to be so well-spoken and clear and direct and heavy 
two while you're, you know, like you're light, you're heavy, you're all of the above <laughs> wrapped into one. And then the balance to my like goofiness and saying like every five seconds and talking like I'm, you know, a valley girl for some reason, even though I'm like a 41 year old, like whatever I am. <laughs> I just appreciate you because if there were two of me, I think that this would be a very annoying show. But I think you, you are like, help me. You help me. We're a great team. <laughs> we're a great team. I was listening to, uh, what is Glennon Doyle's podcast? You can do hard things. We, we can do hard things. Do hard things. Yeah. I, I was listening to, I don't know if it was the most recent episode. She had some wonderful guest on who Oprah says is one of the smartest people she's ever met or something. I don't remember who it was. This is how I am, guys. This is why I don't do rats. Um, but either Glennon or the guest was talking about when things are right. Like, I don't know if they were saying like, it's not necessarily that you have a gift or that it's you're so talented and so hardworking. It's that like, once it's so right, you like it becomes a river that just pushes you and you're just being flown through mm -hmm. and so in a way it's like easier but I feel like from the beginning of this podcast it has felt that way like we work really really hard but it comes almost effortlessly in a way like yeah everything from the name of the podcast to the idea for the artwork to the you know the segments and to like everything was just us being like well what if we do this okay that sounds great okay well what if it was like this oh and then we'll call it rats because it's this acronym oh like lab rats wait i totally didn't even realize about lab rats. like that was literally how rats came about like i didn't even realize the lab rats thing until you brought that up i just thought rats was like catchy yeah you know and like it's, everything it's so just fortuitous and like i i love working on projects with people that are that just like fill my gaps you know and i feel like mm. that's what we do really well is we fill each other's gaps and um i like that people have noticed that i like mm -hmm. that that's the feedback i get the most is that we have great chemistry and we're you know we sound like we've known each other forever and, and we did not even ever say a word to each other until our very first episode, which I think is hilarious. I know. And look at us now. Look at us now. Um, okay. I do feel uncomfortable because I do hate tooting our own horn, but thanks for letting us do that, listeners, if you're even still listening. But so much of it is just the community and the listeners. Like, that's what. That's why we do it. It's not because we like hearing our own stupid voices. It's the community we've built and the messages we get. And, you know, just knowing that we're helping folks out and changing their relationship with what they're going through in a way that. I don't know. I just appreciate it. I do, too. And I think that more than a celebration of us, this is this episode, I wanted it to be a celebration of our whole community, our whole Cancer for Breakfast. Absolutely. Team. Team Cancer for Breakfast. Um, but I do want to read my very favorite review that anybody's <gasps> ever given us. Okay. I mean, it's like picking your favorite child. Like, you secretly have one, but... Of course. You don't know Henry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Listeners, the joke is neither of us have a child named Henry. Okay, go on. 
Um, here is my very favorite review. Amy and Steph are the pen 15 of <laughs> breast cancer. I love every minute of their relatability, transparency, humor, and camaraderie. All I could think while listening was how I'd found my people. Oh, I know that I have found my people when they refer to us as the pen 15. Biggest compliment ever. If you guys don't watch pen 15, it's so good. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's so funny. Amy is obviously the Anna and I am obviously the Maya of this <laughs> Ben 15 arrangement. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at some reviews. I want to read a few too because this is fun. And you know what we want for our birthday? Leave us some more reviews because... You guys, we got a we got a one star, just not even... I don't believe we did. I don't see the one star review. It's there. It's not a review. It's just a rating. It's a one star But I, it doesn't show up on mine, so I don't... It's because you're on I, your phone. I won't phone. see it. Oh, is that why? You yeah. dicks, you really did leave us a one star. So now we have... 106 five-star reviews and a two-star review and a one-star review. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do us a solid for our birthday, you could give us a review or even just a rating that's not one star. That would yeah. be cool. Um, what a dick. I'll say that. One star for that review. <laughs> Can I, I tell you something funny? Worst cancer podcast. I would never give it a one-star review. Like, if I, I would was going like, to review something as one star, I do. Just, yeah, I just wouldn't even review it. But can I tell you something funny about one star? Yeah. Um. So do you know Carl's Jr. at the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, their logo, for some reason, on the side of their building, it's like a series of stars. It's like five stars, <laughs> but only one of them is painted. Oh, how and funny. And so it looks like there's one star. And we were driving past Carl's Jr. one time, and Bertie, my six-year-old, was like... Mama, why did they put their one star review on this side of their restaurant? <laughs> I was like, that is an excellent question. That is so funny. <laughs> I remember um, mentioning in passing the restaurant Carl's Jr. to a friend who lived in a state that does not have Carl's Jr.'s. And he was just thought I was making it up and was laughing at me because, you know, it's not called <laughs> Carl Jr.'s. Which yeah. is what it should be called. Carl's, Carl's Jr. Jr. But she's like, these these freaks. Um, okay, so I do want to say a review just for fun, okay? Yeah, go. This one says, I must listen for anyone. And then it gets cut off. Thanks to whoever um, <laughs> wrote the computer programming for the review process. Uh, it says, such a relatable show. I feel like the third host, just talking to myself right along with you guys. Ha ha. Thank you for having the conversations that are sometimes awkward to get going. I'm already starting to open up more to the cancer friends I'm starting to make because you guys are helping me realize we are all going through it. I love it. Oh, that's that's the goal. That's the dream right there. It's so true. And we talk about so much in our Facebook group and even mm -hmm. just in our Instagram DMs. Yeah. I so appreciate how open people are with us and how much they trust us and trust mm -hmm. each other in our community. It's just the other day, um, one of our friends in the group had an MRI coming up and I loved to see that somebody checked in, you know, somebody mm -hmm. was like, Hey, did you get it yet? Like, 
before they even had a chance to update and we keep tabs on each other like that. And, um, I think because we know how scary it is and we know what you're going through while you wait and the anxiety and everything. And, um, it's just, it's really cool to me that we have this team of people who are all on each other's side and like checking in Mm -hmm. and worrying for each other and celebrating the good stuff. And I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Huge shout out to the crying in in our nightgown Facebook group. Yeah. We love them. Um, you can veto this and that's fine. We could talk about it next episode, but since you brought up the messages we get in our DMs and all that stuff, do you want to talk about the Patty thing real quick? Yes. Yes. Patty is my, my fave. Patty cakes. So do you want to give a little background while I'm looking this up about the rats we did and why we did it? And yeah. So our friend Patty has uh, uterine cancer and um, there's really been, if you listened to the episode where we did the rats on uterine endometrial cancer specifically, but, um, there really wasn't too much going on as far as research for uterine cancer. And it was such a bummer because we have this like devoted listener friend, Patty, and that's what she's got. She's, um, you know, looking down the barrel of a really scary diagnosis and to have to come back and say like, I didn't really find anything. Um, it was just so disappointing for me because I want to do right by our listeners and I want to find the interesting stuff. Yes. Um, in the hopeful science that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. so that sucked to have to come back and be like, yeah, there's not a ton. But then Patty, uh, told her oncologist, she said that, um, you know, let she, me read it. I have yeah, it. Oh. Okay. So she writes and she says, my oncologist thinks you guys are all caps rad. And I'm like, (laughs) cause we love it when people tell us that nurses, oncologists, any sort of doctors are into the show or are recommending our show to them. That's like the biggest compliment. But anyway, so of course I'm like, no way. Tell me everything. Um, And so Patty writes, I told her about rats and about how you looked at uterine cancer for me and realized that there was nothing really happening. So she talked with her um, gynecological oncologist doctor group, and they decided that that is not okay, and that it is about time that there were more clinical trials that could include us. And now that Keytruda is going through phase three clinical trials, I may be able to get that plus Lynn Parza for my chemo resistant stage four uterine cancer. I love you both. And let's see. Then we talk a little bit about that. And she says, you have given me the confidence to advocate for myself. It's priceless. Ah! Um. So... That's going on with Patty, and she's actually having issues with her freaking insurance saying no because her type of uterine cancer wasn't exactly the one that was included in the clinical trials that they've been doing on how, you know, Keytruda is, is working, da 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 da. And so her oncologist is like doing all this peer to peer review stuff on Monday. Oh, I wonder if we can get an update because it's no. Is this Tuesday? I don't know what it's today is. Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, 
But she says that her oncologist is fighting tooth and nail and there have been amazing results with this combo. Um, so, yeah, I know. It's... I want her to get it so much. And also, like, if you take either of those drugs and you had like an allergic reaction and you have like three bottles of it laying around, just mail it to us because <laughs> I mean, illegal. Amy, don't say uh, that. <laughs> we can't edit this out, but I am a drug dealer. No, I just... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. And if the police are listening to podcasts to find drug dealers, then my tax dollars are, I'm pissed. I don't want them doing that anymore. <laughs> I do. You know what, though? I have this little update about that because, um, of course, I was so stoked to hear that there was an option for Patty. Sorry. And um, I looked into the trial that she mentioned, and it is, it's a trial for Keytruda, which is an IV infusion immunotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, in combo with Linparza, which is an oral mm-hmm. medication. So those drugs are, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. Pembrolizumab, Pembrolizumab. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And Olaparib. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they're being, uh, trialed for endometrial cancer that has come back or was resistant mm-hmm. to previous treatments. So, this is a phase two trial. It started in January of this year. It's expected to end in January of 24. And currently it has 25 patients enrolled. It's through Memorial Sloan Kettering and they mm-hmm. are recruiting. So if you have endometrial cancer, um, particularly like in Patty's case, what I'm hopeful and I'm going to check in with her about this is you you can ask for a compassionate mm-hmm. release to do this trial like in an unofficial capacity like you can ask to take the combo if you are out of options you know like if you have a stage four diagnosis you're out of treatments and there's this one that's being trialed then um you can ask for compassionate release to do it too um but if you do happen to fall within the realm of their study they are recruiting patients currently you can ask your oncologist you can get right in touch with memorial mm-hmm. sloan kettering um and just the deal is linparza is a parp inhibitor and so parp is an enzyme it's parp and some cancers especially hereditary ones like the brocas mm-hmm. and all of those are more dependent on parp than regular cells so they will kind of hmm. gobble those up and that is how the cancer spreads. So PARP inhibitors stop that from happening. And um, that's the that's the Linparza, the oral one. But Keytruda is the IV infusion. So hopefully the combo of those uh, does show in this mm-hmm. trial to be beneficial and that can be put to market as, you know, standard. So Keytruda currently is used for breast cancer. I don't know if it's used for other cancers as well, but I'm familiar with it because is it HER2 positive folks that tend to get Keytruda, I believe? I don't I'm know. sorry to Hold throw on. you on the spot. I'm pretty sure that it's like a something. This is the stuff that Nathan would edit out. And then it would sound like Steph was like, yes, it's for her to <laughs> I know, right? This is, this is how not smart I am. Oh, okay. No, so are. we've got Keytruda is, is actually used for a lot of cancers. Oh, cool. Because um, it's immunotherapy. So yeah, um, 
So they're using it for advanced non-small cell lung cancer, melanoma, squamous cell, head and neck cancer. Damn. Um, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, colorectal cancer, some some of them. Um, yeah, high risk, early stage, triple negative breast cancer, advanced oh, triple, triple negative. negative breast cancer. There we yeah, go. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of cancers. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I am hopeful that... Her oncologist will will get that approved because yeah we want to we want to see her thriving freak yeah um great we love you Patty that's right and that's that, that's another thing is like we get tagged on oh no Ugh, I'm so sorry my audio just cut off folks so. I just press record again, but if it's all dinky dinky right there, that's why <laughs> your this... uh, buy me a coffee dollars could go toward buying Amy a new computer. <laughs> this is a new computer. <laughs> well, it's like a couple years old, but Jesus. Um. All right, all right. So, what else do we want to talk about one, before my computer crashes? We know we have rats, but one thing I wanted to say is sometimes we get tagged on Twitter in people's uh struggles like the one mm. that Patty's having it with getting this uh, yeah. med combo approved through her insurance. And um, I am happy to help out with those kinds of things. I love it when people tag us so we can amplify their voices, mm -hmm. asking their insurance companies to come through for them. Um, yeah. It's not like they're doing you a favor. You pay your insurance company every month. Um, it's yeah. It's an outrage that uh, they deny these treatments for cancer patients or make you fail one kind of treatment before they'll consider another. I know. Um, it just, it pisses me off to no end. And so if you're having trouble with this and you don't know how to navigate it, maybe you don't have a patient navigator or your clinic is smaller and they don't have mm -hmm. the resources to help you, you know, I'm happy. We are happy to pitch in there and see what we can do. Um, because this should not be a problem that cancer patients are having to deal with. Absolutely. Motherfucker. And I will connect you <laughs> with drugs. <laughs> uh, that's how I can help. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So it's our birthday. Do you have anything else to say about this podcast over the last year? Highlights, lowlights. Thank yous, and we'll go into a rat. Um, I do want to shout out everyone, all of our donors, but we can do that at the end. Um, yeah, right after rats. Yeah, but um, I've just been I've been so excited. Besides our listeners and our friends that we've made, I have loved loved getting to know other podcasters in our community and oh, totally other people making really cool content. Um, not just even cancer specific content, but like hospice nurse, Julie hospice yeah, nurse, Penny. So good. Those are our two most recent follows on Instagram. Um, they're so great. And so great. The cancer pod gals. I don't think I've mentioned this on our podcast, but I was able to actually go get lunch with Dr. Leia from the cancer pod a few weeks ago. Cause she lives in Portland. We've been meaning to hang out and, um, due to all the sorts of, scheduling stuff we had to like put it off and then yeah. we finally got to do it and it was so fun it was just like hanging out with an old friend but it's like we know each other through our podcast because yeah. we both are listeners of each other's podcasts and we write to each other you know yeah. 
um, we DM and stuff, but it was just so fun to hang with her. So hey, Dr. Leia. Yeah, it's stuff like that just makes me so happy. And empowered mastectomy um, is it's yes. like all of this exciting stuff is happening um, with creators. And I love being a part of it. I love connecting with them. Um, even people outside of the cancer sphere, like we were, um, we're going to be on Gabby Dunn's podcast, Bab with Money. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love that, um, there are so many neat and interesting people working in this community to spread the word and make things just a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, I also want to say thank you to our families because, <laughs> yeah. well, honestly, like, it's not easy to listen to this probably for our close family members. And for me personally, I know many of my family members listen. And I know it's hard because my sickness was very hard and my future yeah. and what's going to happen is you know, up in the air. And I know that's hard. And they don't like me talking about that. I'm sure they want me to just tell them that everything is fine. And I'm cancer free and like, yeah, whatever. But um, but I, I just will say, like, when we were starting this podcast, I texted my whole family like a group text. And I because I was just like, oh, I need to like somehow sort of like what my stupid ear, nose and throat doctor from last episode uh, story of like, I need to somehow take this off my plate. Yeah, because otherwise this is going to be too much for me. Um, so I just said to them, I said, you know, I know, you know, I'm doing this podcast because they freaking found our Instagram without me even <laughs> telling them. I was like, oh, great. Oh, great. Now they know. Um, Cats out of the bag. <laughs> but I said, I know, you know, I'm starting this podcast. It's coming out tomorrow. I just wanted you to know that I'm not doing this so that you guys will better understand what I went through and what I am going through. I'm not doing this so my close friends will understand this isn't about that. You can listen if you want to. I'm absolutely comfortable with that, but I can't take responsibility for your emotions yeah. about it. Like, yeah. Like, you can listen, but just know if I say stuff, like, I'm not going to be saying stuff with you in mind that I don't want you to hear. Or, oh, we might be sad if you hear that I was sad. You know, like, I just have to take that off my plate. And so it's, you know, and like by saying that, it did kind of free me up to be able to be more vulnerable on here where normally I feel like I do want to protect my yeah. loved ones or Kevin, you know. totally. And so I appreciate them, like letting me do that you know yeah absolutely and same you know I know it's hard for Nathan sometimes to edit this podcast our, right. our producer is my husband um and he does such a good job for us and he doesn't you know complain to me about any of it he never brings up anything that I say mm -hmm. on the podcast really um and my mom too is a huge yeah. supporter of us and um, in fact, I want to thank her because she just sponsored us again for the um, F Cancer can from what is it? Silver Moon Brewing Company. Yeah. And I think she did it through Breast Friends, which benefits Best Friends, Breast Friends as well, yes. which is a group that we love here too. In Portland. Yeah. So um, that's great. You know, and 
our families do sacrifice time with us. My kids are currently, I have a kid homesick from school today and she's just upstairs mm-hmm. watching. We are, we're terrible mothers, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it for you. We do it for you. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks fans. Thanks listeners. Yeah. Should I do a rats? Oh my god! Yeah, but we're not going to do the theme song because Nathan's not editing this, so we can't put it in here. Thank you to Jessica Boudreaux for writing our amazing rats theme song. It's... She's so cool. You could follow her. At, she's at Summer Cannibals on Instagram, mm-hmm. and her band in Portland is called Summer Cannibals. She's also releasing all sorts of music under her own name, Jessica Boudreaux. Um, but she's just like a rock star. So yeah, with a heart of gold. Yeah. And, um, okay, so recent advances in treatments and science, it's rats. It's rats. Okay, so I found an actual legitimate paper published by a legitimate journal. This this sounds fishy. <laughs> we, don't, we don't normally do rats that are this legitimate. It's uh, published in a cancer journal for clinicians. Mm-hmm. And it's called Surviving Cancer or Other Serious Illness, a review of individual and community resources. And I will, of course, as always, link this in the show notes. But basically what this paper says is that people who have a strong community, a strong cancer community, have better mm-hmm. outcomes. And this mm. includes not only your family and friends, but it includes online communities, support yes. groups, things like that. Um Hold on one second. What? She's being a bad mom. Something's wrong with JJ. Huh? Something's seriously wrong with JJ. What is it? Okay, I'm recording right now and I will be out there to help you in a little bit. Um maybe bring her inside. Put get out, get a towel, put her in the bathtub and make sure the bathroom heater is on. Okay, so pick her up in a towel. Sorry, chicken drama. Farm life, man. Do you want to stop? You can go. No, it's fine. I can finish this up really fast. Um, okay, so. We're going to have like PETA throwing blood on us <laughs> if, if you don't stop this. Let's just pretend we stopped it and you helped the chicken, okay? Oh, oh, now we're back. The chicken's fine, everyone. There. Oh, this is what it, it is to have. Okay. Um. So anyway, this uh, this paper says that um, people who have survived a potentially life-threatening illness can actually come out more resilient on the other mm-hmm. side. They may have been reminded of what really matters. They may have reevaluated their top priorities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this hinges on having positive relationships with other people in their community, other people who have experienced the same thing. Um Survivors want to know what they can do to reduce their chance of having a recurrence or worsening their illness. And their providers aren't always available to Mm -hmm. have these conversations with them. And so when they have a strong community that is available to share their collective knowledge, Mm -hmm. that can often lead to better outcomes. Um, 
And this includes caregivers, friends, neighbors, coworkers, clergy, and patient support groups. So um, we're talking online, in-person, whatever. But I just love that I found this study that validates the power yeah. of community in improving outcomes. Like not just touchy-feely stuff, but real hard science that says people have tangibly better outcomes when they have one hundred percent. I believe this. I might have even mentioned this on the podcast because I know I've mentioned it to people that I that I meet in support groups and stuff like that, where I I have heard and I believe that support groups do exactly what you're saying. But I see it in action all the time. I have actually benefited my own self by bringing things to my oncologist's attention that I qualify for that she hasn't told me about. Yeah. You know? Like I recently got my first in Zometa injection that I'll do every six months that will help lower my risk of metastases by like, I don't know, 3% or something, which is worth it to me. Bone strengthener that I would not have known was even available to me, but a friend in my support group was doing it. And I looked it up and I was curious why she had it and then brought it to my oncologist. Yeah. And my oncologist said, you, you qualify. Let's do it. Yeah. But always with with bringing uh, just ignore me Col keep talking Co Jeez. collective knowledge is powerful yeah and sometimes you know it can go sideways where people are sharing things that aren't helpful but i think as long as oh jesus yeah that's a that's another rat <laughs> that's a that's a different <laughs> thing but you know when you have people who are sharing their actual experiences mm -hmm. with their oncologists and stuff i think that that's really valuable and it um it also is sadly true that not everybody has the same level of care and so when you have Absolutely. people from all different places sharing their mm -hmm. collective knowledge, then that's that's really great. Also, people that do participate in organized groups or things that are put on by nonprofits and stuff, then you tend to participate more in other activities that they're putting on. Like, for example, I just went to a online um, class that breast friends put on f about like gut health and like yeah yeah that, that you know I just did that the other night with another gal who's in our crying in my neck gown was in there too what's up Brooks um <laughs> but it's like you are part of a community so you participate in stuff that then can you know like knowing about how gut health does interact with health of overall health and all that stuff that's good you know Totally. Totally. So there's there's my rats. <laughs> OK, speaking of rats, you should probably get to that chicken. I suppose I should. Chickens are going to have terrible outcomes <laughs> that are owned by podcasters. <laughs> they do. They have poor outcomes. Um, but before we go, I wanted to read a big old shout out to each and every one of our Patreon members are buy me a coffee people. Anybody who has ever belonged to either of those, we appreciate you so much. Um, so much. It really makes a huge difference. You know, it's like we are always advocating for giving your money to organizations where a little goes a long way. And this is this is the realest form of that, I think. And also, can I just say we've just saved our money in our little shared account and we haven't really spent it on anything that we've slowly been gathering from all these generous souls. And I think that in year two, we are going to put that money to action to better the podcast. We're talking about maybe having a video content coming up. 
Um, and whatever. Yeah. Just go on. You've, you've got chickens to worry about. <laughs> Read the names. It's true, though. We've we've got big ideas. Um, the chicken's just like in the bathroom. And every time I interrupt, the chicken's like, oh, my God, Amy, just let <laughs> Steph finish. My feathers are falling out. <laughs> oh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Clea Johnson, Lara, Andrea Sanchez, Vicky McClure, Angie, Beth Lifson, Jess Thulmer, Anonymous, Patty Reinhardt, Jane, Sarah, Christy, Sarah again, Courtney Mama, Carol Heimberger, Becky Owens, Serena, Elizabeth Stewart, Maggie Beam, Leah Sherman, mm. Kelly Williams, Julie McCormick, Sarah Jane Carlson, Danielle Weiler, David Diles, Claws Out, and Eden Dawn. Um, you mm-hmm. can still get the F Cancer nail polish where Claws Out is sold. Jessica yeah. Boudreaux for our Rats theme song and just being mm-hmm. a rad member of our community. And Chelsea Rose Owen for our beautiful, beautiful theme music. And for and Nathan McGee. Yes. And thank you to Nathan. Um, we love you guys all so much. And you have quite literally made this happen. Hey, let's do a uh, giveaway on our Instagram, too. We're going to give away some shit. I don't know what it is. Probably some claws out. Probably like some uh, coffee mug or some shit or I don't know, a tote bag or something. Yeah, let's do it. Who cares? Who cares? So check that out. Okay, we've done it. Okay. Happy birthday, we've Amy. Done it. Happy birthday. Let's play Chelsea's uh, theme song in its entirety. Oh, yes. Let's do it. It's gorgeous. Okay. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. All right. Stop. Stop. Stop.